0: The Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us to start your Tuesday as uh, we uh, speak with you all throughout the day today from the First United Bank studio and look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Also, the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. Rangers will be back in action tonight against the Red Sox. You hope it goes a little better than what it did last night as uh, the Rangers got a couple of guys back, Jamie, including Josh Young and Adoles Garcia. Good to have those guys in the lineup, and hopefully they can uh, get their bats back to popping.
3: That would be nice. um, You know, you have to take a lead into the eighth inning last night and give up a three spot there in the Uh, eighth. A little bit disappointing to see that one slip away against a team in the Red Sox that's not very good this year. But, uh, you know, each and every one of those games, you know, at this point of the season when it's as tight as it is, it just feels like they carry a lot of water. And so – disappointed to see that one slip away last night good to see josh back out there uh one for four got a hit late in the contest but um hopefully that having him and garcia back and give them a little bit of boost because like Bochi was just saying there in the in the sports center their offense right now just is not clicking like it has been
2: yeah you got a good start uh, last night out of jordan montgomery i mean great one he, he went to uh, seven innings and uh but you know you got to have you got to have help from your bullpen and that's that's been a problem throughout the throughout the season. Um uh, you know seven innings for him, five hits, just a run, struck out eight. Can't ask for a whole lot more than that. Um and then uh Will Smith comes in, gives up two hits, three runs, um, walked a couple, struck out one in a third and a vein. That that was the spelled you, it was those d- disaster.
3: Yeah, Will Smith I mean, he was the difference.
2: You know, uh, in a bad way. Yeah, not 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 in a good way. Um, the Astros tried to help you out by losing, and uh, you'd said, ah, no, thank you. Uh, we'll we we don't need your <clears throat> we don't need your help tonight." And uh, the Mariners were winners last night, and so uh, the Rangers and the Mariners are tied for a game and a half back behind Houston, and and tied for a wild card spot as we're as we're heading down the stretch here. And it's uh, it's Toronto in the second spot, and now the Rangers and the Mariners uh, battling for the last spot. So um, Yankees are only six back. <laughs> I mean, I know that you've got just a handful of games left, but they're, they're creeping up there. They're a couple of games above five hundred. They could slide in there, maybe. I'm not, huh? I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. That'd be the cannot
3: be serious.
2: <laughs> that would be uh Epic kind of collapse there for both the uh, Seattle's and the Texas Rangers. That would not. Uh, Baltimore appears to be kind of separating themselves from Tampa Bay in the East. They're now up by by two and a half games. So, and uh, and the Twins. And this just kind of blew me away. The Twins. And I, I I knew I knew he's I know he's young, but I mean, I don't I don't know the last time you had a, a manager and maybe he was the guy because he's got another young kid who had kids during a season. I mean, uh, the Twins manager, uh, Rocco Baldelli, his wife had had twins the other day, twin boys.
3: Congratulations,
2: Rocco. Well, and, you know, it's just you, you think of managers not necessarily being, you know, of, of fatherhoods, you know, producing kind of years. You think of them as more in back in the day, and you know, old crudgy guys that were, you know, old players that kind of just kind of rolled out there like Bruce Bochy who can... Seems like he's got uh, a knee problem that maybe he needs to get it worked on because it's, it's seems like it's a challenge sometimes for him to get to the pitcher's mound. <clears throat>
3: yeah, I guess that's the downside of getting old. Hiring a guy that old,
2: yeah, and, and uh, you know an old catcher too. You know, it's not like he had the had the best of uh, you know probably wear and tear on his legs back in back in the day. But anyway, the bottom line is uh, Rangers and the Red Sox uh, again tonight, and we'll have it for you. Astros and baltimore will have that for you after the high school fan zone coaches from monterey and lubbock high school on 100.7 the score tonight and that'll be at seven and then we'll pick up the astros and the baltimore orioles from houston tonight at about uh at about eight o'clock uh red raider football as uh, jeff said in the sports center will uh get back on the on the practice field today as they get ready for their first big 12 game and uh, just listening to coach mcguire yesterday man the uh neil brown even though when he was here he liked to throw the ball he's they're ground and pound so stopping the run is going to be just absolutely crucial on saturday
3: yeah, he's kind of adjusted his style to the personnel that he has and doesn't have necessarily a what you call a terrific quarterback that can really sling it around the yard but they do have a power back and um, boy, you better be ready to stop the run this weekend if you're going to have a chance to win this one.
2: Yeah, and probably going to have to run the ball yourself some, um, which means you just you've got to see continued uh, improvement out of that offensive line. Uh, Coach McGuire was was happy with the center and the right side, but not happy with the left side um, of his line. That's what uh, that's what he had to say yesterday among among many things. We'll uh, we'll hear from Coach Joey McGuire. Throughout the morning, this morning, and uh, and get uh, get his thoughts on on the game and and uh, what's ahead as far as uh, Texas Tech and West Virginia is concerned. You know, you've you had quite a bit of success recently against West Virginia. The Red Raiders have won the last four uh, against the Mountaineers. Um, I don't know if this year's going to be tougher than than last year, but man, last year when you when you look at it, October the twenty second, Baron Morton throws two touchdown passes. Taj Brooks ran for two. Morton went twenty-eight of forty-five, and you beat West Virginia, forty-eight to 10, 325 yards. And uh, Taj Brooks went for over a 100, 107. And uh, the Red Raider defense had four takeaways in that game.
3: I'll take all of that. Yes. Sign me up for every bit of it. Yes,
2: right. That's a, if you're looking for the recipe to a victory. That's that's it right there. You've got you look. You know, you had good protection for your quarterback. Uh, you. Protected your, the, the football, you, you took it away from the other guys, and, um, and you came away with a big victory here uh, at home. and uh, that was uh, last October the 22nd. And you know now another the question is, can you, can you progress from that game to where you have this game and you feel like you feel like maybe your team is more veteran, but are you as good as you were at that point last year right now? I don't know if that's. I don't know if you can say yes to that question. I think you say no to that question right now. Try to figure out how you can make yourself better.
0: Yeah, I would think I would agree with you. Yeah. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Gates Morning Center chat line is open. We get a uh, a nice uh, family picture of Jamie the calf and his dad <clears throat> from last Saturday. Nice. Jamie the calf now seven months old. Looks like you're doing well there, uh, standing in the field.
3: I'm not the calf. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was just looking.
2: Your namesake. Looking good. Yeah, looking good. Looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like like he's being well fed and things like that. I I saw this. It's good to hear. Last night, and it really, on one hand, I had no idea it was still going on. On the other hand, it's like, oh my God it's taken this long to get to this point um baylor university announcing yesterday that uh it has settled its 2016 sexual assault lawsuit with the 15 women uh who alleged they were sexually assaulted at baylor uh it ends that uh that case that brought to the end of the university president ken Starr, uh the head football coach art briles and the Obviously, uh, very much tainted. Uh, that's even, that's a, that's a lame word to use, the school's reputation. Uh, I mean, it's far, far more than that. But <clears throat> I don't know. I it just, it's just like, wow, it took that long to reach a finality of it and probably a lot of tenaciousness by those young women uh, who are not so young anymore to uh, To get to this end result, of course, <clears throat> details weren't released in terms of what the uh, what the settlement was. But uh, there were 15 plaintiffs uh, uh, for women that were assaulted by a football player, and then or players, and then one by a rugby uh, team uh, player uh, that went back to the fall of 2012. So we're talking we're talking 11 years that it took to get to, to a resolvement of that. That day, Baylor said this statement, we are deeply sorry for anyone connected with the Baylor community who has been harmed by sexual violence. While we could never erase the reprehensible acts of the past, we pray that this w- agreement will allow these 15 survivors to move forward in a supportive manner. <coughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know, like I said, 11 years in one case, and, you know, going back to... 2014 or 2015. I mean we're talking eight, nine years of uh, getting some kind of resolvement. I just I, I mean I never cease to understand you know how long sometimes court cases take but man right. alive. I'm <clears throat> sure it seems like this one was drawn out.
3: Yeah I, I mean I think I think your the, your original point was 100% valid. It does seem like it takes forever sometimes for these court cases. Um, I am sure Baylor was trying to do everything they could to make this, this go away and try Mm -hmm. to draw it out. So, um, maybe these, these girls would give up, but good for them for not. And, um, yeah, and still Baylor sees no punishment for it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I saw that and I just went, I just went, wow. I just did not realize that that was still out there to that degree where, where they were, uh. Getting that uh, getting that settled. Um, all right, so <clears throat> get your take on this. Um, so Baker Mayfield in Week One figured out the Minnesota Vikings' defensive signals, and um, Tampa Bay won twenty to seventeen. Apparently, in the middle of the game, he figured out what the uh, defensive coordinator was doing. Wow! Um, and uh, Mayfield acknowledged on Wednesday that he figured out the defensive signals and he said quite a bit when he was asked how much of an advantage that was knowing that Minnesota's signals gave the buccaneer offense an op- uh, you know basically an advantage and he said he doesn't consider his actions to be an act of cheating he said listen i know we're in tampa but i'm a texas rangers fan not a houston astros fan so we're not going to go there <clears throat> um this, uh, one, of his, <laughs> one of his one one of his, teammates, um, uh, Rash, I think it's Rashad White, um, said, I just remember Bate coming in the locker room literally at halftime, said, I got it. We got all these signals. We're in there talking as an offense. And he's like, I know all these signals. If they do this, they're going to be cover two. If they do this, they're going to cover three. Every time I alert this and they do this signal, they're dropping back to this. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I was just listening to him. And we were listening to him. We kind of understood and uh they they took possession from the second half and he went on a 16 play 75 yard drive that culminates in a in a touchdown in the fourth quarter he goes 10 plays 38 drive 38 yards that culminates in a field goal and those ended up being the game winning points i mean you know if you just kind of figure it out right i mean that's that's on the other team for not
3: it's always been the same way in baseball yeah you're absolutely allowed to figure out and allowed to try to to figure out their signs. You're just not allowed to use technology, yeah you're not allowed <laughs> to use cameras and all that good stuff
2: binoculars or whatever you know well,
3: the, binoculars would be okay if you had them in the dugout, but you wouldn't need them,
2: but not in the bullpen
3: yeah, you're not supposed to have cameras out there zooming in on the catcher's hands mm-hmm. you know you're not supposed to wear apple watches where they're sure you know. Uh, yeah, you're. I mean, I, 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 man, it makes me think Baker Mayfield's a pretty smart guy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's impressive that he was able to figure that out. hmm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, so uh, there you go. So um, he he was able to understand that and, and figure it out and, and then take advantage take advantage of it and uh, and his and his team uh, and his team won uh, a couple of games on Monday night. What do you think of two games on Monday night?
3: I, I mean i it doesn't bother me that much because I didn't watch either one of them but uh uh I, th- I think it seems odd to me mm-hmm. you would yeah. th- you know you would think they would want to have each of them be a highlight game and they were going on at the same time yeah, so that that seemed odd odd to me kind of
2: one was like know. an hour ahead but yeah. I mean, you're but but you're right I mean they were they were yeah, the on whole, at the same time
3: and yeah, the whole Monday night showcase of one game sure kind of goes away a little bit
2: sure, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Saints beat the Panthers last night, twenty to seventeen, in uh, Carolina, and then the Steelers beat the Browns, twenty six twenty two. And the the big news out of that game is that Nick Chubb went down with a with a what what appears to be a season ending uh, knee injury for him, and may may be one of those ones that's going to be really really hard for him to to come back with, uh, because it was the same knee that he hurt when he was at Georgia, mm. and it was a a pretty gruesome injury. Um, as those knee injuries can be. Um, but it just, uh, it was just kind of one of, one of those things. And in fact, um, the two guys hurt on that play, uh, the Steeler safety was hurt on that play. And, and then, uh, Nick Chubb was as well. Uh, the Steeler guy came back in, but then he got hurt again, Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I always I kind of always thought it was like, man, you know what? what are you what are you doing I mean usually this is like the Thursday night game is the Thursday night game the Sunday night game is the Sunday night game and you know now the Monday night game we're kind of watering it down uh, here
1: a little
3: you know for I mean we've seen for a few years where they've done like they've started one early and one later Mm -hmm. that that made a little bit more sense to me I guess um I I don't know I I don't know what to think about it I I kind of lean towards you NFL fans I I it just feels like oh, you're the big game on Monday night you're the only one on kind of a deal and now it doesn't feel that way yeah and I don't think they're gonna do this every week right no they're not
2: uh they're not going to do this every week I think they I think there's I think there are several weeks that they're doing this I don't have the full yeah. the full it's, schedule but I think you're right I think it's several several weeks that they're doing it but you know it's kind of like they they and, you know, look, the NFL seems to know what they're doing because, I mean, they they, are, they have the golden egg that's with the golden goose and they've got, like, a, a whole flock of golden geese that just lay golden eggs all across the country with the NFL. But Nice. You know, <laughs> right? But I always just think about, okay, well, you got me on Thursday night, you got me, you know, Sunday night, you got me Monday night, you got me Sunday. I mean, it's like the Sunday afternoon kind of doubleheader, which, you know, I had last week with the Chiefs and then the Cowboys – We're not not getting as many of those games where you're like sitting there the whole day because you have two great games. So they've kind of watered it down a little bit. But they seem to be knowing what they're doing because, I mean, it's like printing money uh, for the NFL. This is the Morning Drive
0: Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Chuck Hines,
2: uh, this from the H Morning Center chat line. We are six-point favorites. If we lose, we need to have some honest questions about Tyler Shuck losing his job. Uh, This, we should be concerned... Well, that
3: is if it's because of the offense. Sure,
2: right, right. Yeah. Uh, This, we should be concerned for every game moving forward. Okay. Uh,
3: But, I mean, the reason I said what I said is I I just think you look at the rest of the schedule, I would believe the next two games on the schedule are the two easiest Mm -hmm. that you have left. So if you're not... Getting West Virginia. Ah man, I I just I don't know where there's five others. Yeah. Is that fair?
2: Yes. No, I I If you're not good enough
3: to win the game against West Virginia, Mm -hmm. I just don't and nothing says you can't get on a roll at the end here and just win the last five. I don't know. Whatever. Mm -hmm. However many you you know, whenever you want to start that streak. Whatever. I'm not saying you're not allowed to get better or anything like that. But I mean if you're just Okay. Well, I, you know, yesterday we in the afternoon show we talked about you know who are the worst four teams in the league, and two of us had of uh, the three of us had West Virginia as one of the worst four. Okay. Well, if you're not beating that team, how are you beating the rest of them? Yeah.
2: No, I think that's a I think that's a very fair comment. Very fair comment. All right. Uh, here's uh, Coach Joey McGuire on what he wants to see from uh, the quarterback this week.
4: I want to see a win, you know. I want to see what I saw as we went out and won a game. Uh, We took care of the football for the most part, Um, you know, and we've got to do the same thing. We've got to continue to get better. And, uh, you know, I I know those guys are excited to go to work. Uh, We had a great – you know, it's just, of course, when you come into a room after a win, it's definitely different than after a loss, you know. Um, But you also, as coaches, get to, I think, sometimes dig in even harder after a win, You know, because you're really not as much as in your feelings and stuff like that. And so really putting pressure on us as a whole, um, really challenging the offense this week and the offensive staff to be better in the second quarter. You know, if you look at us right now, we scored 45 points in the first quarter. That's been a very productive quarter. The third quarter has been very productive. One of our worst quarters, you know, on offense, or our worst quarter on offense is the second quarter. You know, it's happened – in all three games. Uh, you know, when if you look at Wyoming and even the last game, um, we could have stretched the game out and stretched the lead, and we didn't. So we've got to be better in the second quarter. And then, you know, defensively, we've got to continue to grow, even though. Um, We only gave up three points in the fourth quarter. We've given up 26 points in the fourth quarter. And so those two quarters have got to be a big emphasis. We're going to change some uh, practice periods up this week. We're going to move them around to kind of create some havoc and some sudden change. And, you know, um, hopefully that helps us in in those quarters, helps us finish the first half and helps us finish the, the, you know, the game. Can you tell me again what the question was?
3: The
2: question was, what does the quarterback have to do better? <laughs> he didn't answer the question. <laughs> I mean, he's, he suffers from that disease too.
3: <laughs> what does the quarterback have to do better? we got the number of how many points we gave we, the defense has given up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I
2: mean, all the, all that is true. I mean, uh, all, uh, yes, absolutely, uh, all that is true. But I mean, he didn't say, "Hey, we need him to do X." We need him to. I mean. He did say take care of the ball better, but
3: yeah, he said something about that early on, and he <coughs> said they did take care of it last week for yeah. the most part. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I struggle with the amount of yeah. times he checks out of place and checks into himself, and I I, I just and I, I asked, Coach,
3: can I answer? Can I answer? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll, uh, can I be Coach McGuire? Sure, go
2: right <laughs> ahead, Coach. <laughs> what do you What does quarterback have to do? Well, we is?
3: need him to make plays. We need him to move the team down the field. You know, we need them to uh, be able to read defenses, and uh, you know, not not be afraid to uh, stretch the field a little bit. And I mm-hmm. think that's something that's important in this game because I think West Virginia is going to load the box. All right, mm-hmm. because I mean they're a big physical team. Uh, they're good against the run. I think they're going to load the box, and you are going to have to throw over the top to get them out of that. Otherwise, it's going to be tough sledding when you're just trying to run the ball and throwing three and five yard outs. Okay, you've got to stretch the field a little bit. I don't know if that's over the middle or if that's down the sideline, but you've got to stretch the field a little bit. You got to have some guts or some um, some of something else. Mm-hmm. All right, you got to.
2: Got to have some chutzpah,
3: too. Whatever, whoever that is. Yeah, give him a jersey. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> uh, a couple of guys are going to get back. Uh, Baylor Cup's going to be back this week. Uh, Coy Aiken's going to be back this week, and and he he said that he's uh, he, he will be a, an addition to the receiving core. That it will be that he'll he'll be a guy that will put some additional pressure on guys like Loic Fungi and others um, at that spot. And he can play other positions besides that position. But uh, they're they're excited to have him back. Um, they're going to have Cameron Valdez back. Um, he, they said he feels good and that he will be back. And both of those guys uh, are expected to put, to play um, along with the, on the defensive side, uh, Tyler Owens and Joseph Adairi uh, will be back uh, <laughs> this week. So that's. That's some that's some good that's some good news.
3: Yeah, there's got to be more of a running game this week than just your quarterback. And and going back to the Oregon game, where mm-hmm. it was that's where it was. You know what you saw last week was Taj Brooks and doing a great job in the offensive line, doing a decent job creating lanes for him. Obviously, he ran for over 150 yards, so give him some credit for that. They just didn't pass protect really well, but I, I just. Um, I just feel like West Virginia is going to put a lot of guys near the line of scrimmage and you've got to be able to stretch them out a little bit. So that means those receivers have to win some one-on-one battles. You know, Um, it doesn't feel like a ton this year. You've had a lot of separation from your receivers. So the receivers need to win some of those battles and Chuck needs to have the guts to throw the ball down the field a little bit.
2: And, And maybe hang in there too. I mean, you know, there's going to be pressure on that defensive from that defensive line,
3: so that. Well, I feel yeah. at times this year he's hung in too much. He's kind of been. He's, he's looked confused or like a deer in the headlights. He's held he's, onto the ball, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. either get out of there or you know throw it away, do something.
2: Yeah. Uh, so to his point about scoring points in the second quarter, you've scored 45 in the first, nine in the second, 24 in the third, 13 in the fourth. And then thirteen in overtime, which was uh, the Wyoming game. Crazy to think that through three games, you've scored as many points in overtime as you have in the fourth quarter.
3: It's a little disappointing. Yeah, can't really knock too much last week just no. because you kind of take your foot off the gas sure. pedal there a little sure. bit. Sure, and there were
2: there were some you know long drives or. You know, the game went really, really fast because of both teams running the football, and there weren't any flags thrown basically until you know the second half. I think uh, you know, Tarleton got their first one in like uh, I don't know five minutes or so to go in the third, and Red Raiders didn't get their first penalty until the fourth. So that's nice. Was it was it a was it a clean game or was it a you know an officiated game that wasn't um, that
1: let them play? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, probably probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Going back to the overtime, you're also starting in a much easier position to score in overtime. Sure, absolutely. And if it's to tie, you're playing another one right away at that same position as opposed Decent to playing point. a full quarter. Absolutely. No, that's... So it, it doesn't surprise... I bet most teams score more points in overtime in a season if they have an overtime game than they do in the fourth quarter. Yeah,
2: I guess, basis. I guess I was just looking at it from the standpoint you've played three games and in the fourth quarter, you've only scored 13 points.
3: Yeah. That's a fair point. That's a fair point.
2: You know, and I hear what Je- I hear what Jeff's saying. He's Especially when you right. see
3: what, how many you've scored another quarter.
2: Yeah. And the yeah. fact that you've only scored nine in the second. I mean, and, and uh, look, you've had, you've had problems converting on third down. I mean, they've talked about that. You had problems in the Tarleton game of, of converting on third down and then sustaining your offense. It's not like you had a bunch of three and outs, but I mean, You had some threes and a couple extra plays and then punts or turnovers, et cetera, et cetera.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double
3: T 97.3. All right, this is a weird one.
2: Well, we are just the guys to answer. I,
3: I like, I mean, I don't want you guys to have to answer the same type of question all the time. So sure. I try to get my creative juices mm-hmm. flowing. Okay. Okay, you've got some options here. All right. But it's just a one, one parter. One
2: parter. One parter, one
3: okay. parter today. If you could guarantee any of these three or any of these things... On Saturday, which one would you choose to guarantee? Okay. Okay. 100 yard rusher, 100 yard receiver, perfect in the kicking game, or no turnovers, slash turnover on downs. Mm. Which one would you want to guarantee?
1: Well, Chuck thinks no turnovers, no turnovers on downs. You can guarantee me that right now. I feel I feel pretty good about this game already. Okay. But my relax factor is kick back, drink a beer, have some popcorn during the game, and enjoy a blowout as opposed to something where it might be a lot tighter than it should be because of turnovers and turnovers. Mm, that's a good point.
2: Well, <clears throat> I was immediately attracted to the 100-yard receiver. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you have a 100-yard receiver that means that you're having a, a lot of success throwing the ball downfield um and, and I, I think that if you can get if you can get one that's at 100 you're probably going to get somebody else that's at 75 or 50 or 60 and then you know potentially that's going to lead to you know some some running yards for uh, for Taj Brooks so give me the 100-yard receiver
3: okay so if i was ranking them in order mhm Of most important to me. Last on the list would be the receiver.
2: Yeah, I knew knew that. I knew you were going to I knew that.
3: Third on the list, Mm -hmm. I think, would be perfect in the kicking game. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really important because I expect a lower scoring game. Okay. Uh, Number two on the list for me would be No turnovers, turnovers on downs. Okay. I think having a 100-yard rusher would be massive in this game because I think you have to be able to run the football. I think you're going to be able to throw the ball. I do. But you have to be able to run the football to keep them honest. And so I can still see you winning the game with one turnover or even minus one, even if you don't get any. Um, without you being able to run the football in this game, I don't think you have a shot. Because our passing game so far hasn't shown you the ability of just carrying this thing. Now, then again, you could say, yeah, well, what if he, What if there was a guy at 98? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that would say, ah, you're still running the football. Okay, yeah, right. that kind of kills yeah. my point.
1: The, the other thing I like about the no turnovers and no turnover on downs, that means you're not putting your defense in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And I think in a game like this, that is where the tide can turn very quickly. Where you may only have one turnover, but it was a fumble on the two yard line, yeah. and they're walking it in the end zone after uh, another score. So there's a fourteen point
3: sure, swing. Sure. The, I just, I just think if you're, if you have a hundred yard rusher, because I think you're going to be able to throw the football. I think you're scoring more than I thought, and you're at least into the thirties. I just and I don't know that West Virginia's offense can get anywhere close to that.
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, I think if this game's in, the, if you're scoring in the thirties, you're you're probably winning by a couple of touchdowns, or, or 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 double digits sure. score, yeah. or, or double digits score, like you, like you like you talked about. Yeah. Well, one one of the things that Coach McGuire talked about that he that he wants Taj Brooks to do is he's he's he says, look, he's hot, he's healthy, he's got a lot of confidence. A lot of quality runs. We're going to see the run game. We're going to take what they give us. But he, he wants him to play like he's 225. He's like, he's a hard guy to bring down. But he wants him to run like he's at 225. So I guess that means that extra churn becoming a little bit more difficult to bring down, use his, use his size uh, to his advantage.
3: Well, that sounds like, to me, he's saying uh, not try to juke guys. But try to run people over, mm-hmm. you know, try to push the pile forward, not be tiptoeing, you know, when he gets the ball, don't let me trying to think, you know, I'm going to kick it to the outside here. You just instead, just power through. Uh,
2: but he said, we got to, we got to keep getting Taj going. So, I mean, I they
3: totally agree. And it clearly, they, made that part of the game plan this past week and surely they'll try to do that same thing this week although I think it's going to be much more difficult.
2: What, one, of the, one of the things that was interesting yesterday about um, what both Coach McGuire and what Coach Zach Kitley had to say Coach McGuire like at the very end he made the comment of I don't want anyone to relax I don't want anyone thinking I've arrived even Taj Brooks we want competitive reps in practice, and I mean, even Coach Kitley said uh, every every position is up for competition. And I was like in the back of my head, going, "Okay, does that include the quarterback? You know, for Coach McGuire, does that include the quarterback?"
3: Yeah, I'm, I hear you, Chuck. I don't, I don't. But know. I mean, uh,
2: but I, I, you know, I mean, is that is that just? Well, I Coach mean, speak to kind of keep guys on edge a little bit. I mean, which I get, I get that. I mean, I get that you don't you don't ever want anybody, <clears throat> regardless of it, your football team or your your place. you don't want anybody to get too comfortable, right? You always want you always want to have people to have just a little bit of an edge to them.
3: And from everything we've heard from Coach McGuire up to, to this point, I mean, going back to the Oregon game, he didn't. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me I'm wrong here. Maybe, maybe I, I heard it wrong, but. It didn't sound like he put a lot of the blame on Tyler. It felt like, well, our offensive line's not doing this. Our Mm -hmm. receivers aren't doing this. We're not calling good plays. It felt like he was deflecting any blame away from the quarterback position.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. 739 this morning here on the morning drive. Boom, boom, boom is next. We will... Uh, There's a couple of texts here I want to get to. We'll do that as well coming up. We'll get some more thoughts from Coach McGuire. All this and more on the morning drive today. Don't forget Ranger baseball tonight. They lost last night. Astros lost last night. Mariners won. The Rangers and the Mariners are tied. Game and a half back at Houston for the division lead. They're also tied for the third wild card spot. So obviously that's important. Big series coming up this weekend for the Rangers and the Mariners that could kind of settle some things maybe or – Provide some separation for the Rangers or maybe even the Mariners, too.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Don't forget, uh, bottom line today at noon and Tech Talk this afternoon at 3. Plus, Ranger Baseball tonight at 6.30. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that. Uh, All right. Some uh, things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Let's see. Every position except the quarterback, coach had to console Tyler in the FCS game for being taken out. I don't know about that because, I mean, he said he had said after the game, right away, I mean, right away when he sat down because he knew everybody was going to ask him about putting in Barron for Tyler Shuck. And supposedly
3: he said it in the pregame too.
2: That 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 was, you know, the plan all along. So –
3: so, again, I, I think I asked you this question yesterday, or maybe I made this statement yesterday. I would have loved to have known exactly what that conversation was about.
2: I mean, right there at the in the yeah. third quarter, if yeah. that
3: was the plan all along, sure, yeah. Tyler knew that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah that that that, that would have been my, that would have been my assumption. Sure, sure. So i so, I didn't see that conversation going on, but. Um, but it could
3: have been as simple as like, hey, that, that's a good day. Hey, we did what we needed to do here right. today. You know, mm-hmm. not perfect. Maybe we need to work on this. But mm-hmm. So it may have not been contentious or negative or, or bad. even consoling. It may have not been consoling. No. Right. It could have been a positive thing. At the same time, it could have. Sure. It could have been Tyler saying, I need to play more. You know, mm-hmm. how, why are you taking me out now? I, uh, we're, we're not clicking. I need more reps. Why Which, are you taking me out? I if, mean,
2: if he said we're not clicking, I need more reps, I don't I think everybody would have said, Yeah, we're not we aren't clicking. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. All right. What so do we I, need to do? I to mean, click? I have
3: no idea what he said. It could have been mm-hmm. a completely positive thing. I mean, they could have been discussing where they thought Tyler should go for dinner that night. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. No idea. So I, I don't want to act like it was negative mm-hmm. or act like it was positive. I have I have no clue. Um it's just if that was the plan all along, you wouldn't have guessed. But maybe, maybe Tyler was was begging for you know. Hey, One more series. I know, I know you said coach, but man, I'd really love to have another series yeah, here.
2: Yeah, sure. And, yeah. and, and that com- first
3: series didn't go well, mm-hmm. so maybe he wanted to get the bad taste out of his mouth.
2: And you know, it, look, any competitor is going to always ask for more. That's what you want. You want sure. You want somebody that wants yep. to wants to have more. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody asked this question: Are you certain that Baron Morton practices well? No, because we're not going to practice. We're not. You know, practices are closed. So I don't know the answer to that question.
3: No, and I think that we have heard rumors that that, that's where Tyler it really separates himself from Barron. as that Barron does, you know, turn the ball over more in practice. (coughs) And Tyler looks like he has a better feel for things and takes care of the ball better. So we've heard that, yes. Yeah.
2: And, you know, look. I
3: assume that's why. I mean, that's why right now they're favoring Tyler over Barron.
2: And and look, I mean, we all know this from over the years. I mean, there's high school, college, professional teams littered with players that don't practice well, but on game day they turn it up sixteen notches. Mm-hmm. So it's just you gotta get into that I mean, they they you know, practice like you play. That's what they want, right? uh let's see quick questioning the quarterback coach mcguire deserves some respect and says tyler is fine that's all you need <laughs> well i mean that's what this is uh, an opinion-based show here that we're trying to just you know if we just you know copied and pasted everything Then it would be boring and maybe it maybe it is already
3: so do we really think that our coaches always make the right decision No, nobody always
2: makes the right decision.
3: I mean, do you in your life always make the right decision? No, there are plenty
2: of times I make stupid decisions.
3: Okay. I I don't. Yeah. You know, the fast food joint you pick up your burger from later today, they always make the right decision? No. No. Does your banker who, you know, makes a ton of money, he's a really smart guy, does he make wrong decisions sometimes? Sure. Sure. Everybody Everybody does. does. Yeah. I always know when
2: I make a a The difference
3: is we don't sit around discussing those. (laughs) We sit around discussing Football or right, sports? Those, are, those decisions, because that's fun. Yeah, those and are. That's those, kind those of are boring. This yeah. radio station's kind of built on. <laughs>
2: kind of built up. <laughs> I always know when I make a dumb decision or make a dumb statement, and, and the lucky lady says, "Really? That, that's what I. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, this booing the quarterback isn't new at Tech. I can't remember the last one to be serenaded in that way. I do wonder how it affects Shucks' play. Well, I mean, look, I mean. Heck, did that to Graham Harrell and did that. I mean, it, well, somebody
3: I think on the chat line mentioned was there. Maybe a conversation with McGuire and Shuck at that point to say, "Hey, don't worry about that."
2: Maybe so. I mean, maybe
3: that's what it was about. You know, hey, I, he, you know, everybody loves the second string quarterback and it's everybody's favorite. Whatever. I mean, he maybe that's what the conversation. And
2: was. He said that. Uh, he said that after the. Uh, he said that after the Oregon game. I mean, he he has said that several times about, hey, I've talked to our guys. You know, the two guys that are going to get the most praise and the most criticism are the head football coach and the quarterback. And I mean, just it comes with the territory. It comes with the job. It's just the way it is, you know. It's just it's just the way it is. So yeah, well, deal with it.
3: I mean, the the, the comments on. The post on Twitter from the quarterback say that that's not acceptable.
2: The the booing,
3: yeah, oh no, that the the criticism. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, stand in line, you know. I mean, yeah. there's, I mean, to to those that you know are rewarded the most, they're, they're, they're more is expected. Absolutely, and it's,
3: that's it's unfair for quarterbacks to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. I mean, you, you get all the blame or all the credit but that's how quarterbacks are judged by wins and losses and and playing well and we're not discussing who should be the you know new left guard right now or who should be the new right tackle right now it's just it's the nature of the beast of playing quarterback
2: um th- this and i think this is a, a a fair statement because i think there's been criticism elsewhere uh, or at least more pointed coach hasn't blamed qb1 for anything yet and this team isn't good enough for anyone's position to not be up for grabs each week. $8 an hour guy. I mean, he's been critical of play calling. He was, he was critical of the defensive staff yesterday because he, he said there was, there was a play where we had nine people playing one way and two people playing another way. And he said, unfortunately, we had two people playing right and nine people playing wrong. And he cited lazy signals as among the reasons. Okay. I mean, he's, he has said our quarterback, we, we got to keep the quarterback from getting hit hard. We've got to do a better job of play calling and, and better quarterback play. But <clears throat> I mean, he, he's not necessarily pointed fingers at the starting quarterback. I think that's, don't you think that's a fair
3: comment? I do. I 100% yeah. do. Yeah. Yep.
2: And and I think this is a great point, and you've made this point before with regard to NIL. The quarterback is also making six figures, right? I think the criticism is part of it at this point.
3: Yes. I feel it's different now. Yeah. I, I, th- I feel it's different now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. But yeah. I, I, no, when you're th- making that much money— it feels different. They, I, they don't feel like simple little college athlete. Oh, it's just some 18-year-old kid. No, it's a different deal now, man.
0: Especially when you're talking about that kind of jack. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of ninety 973 podcasts at TT973.com.